You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Cool. Let's do it. We're ready, ladies. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so, hey, Fem Fam, welcome back. We've got our tea back for those of you that have been tuning in since season one. It's been a minute. It has. But for those of you just tuning in now, I am Tessa Markle. This is Carolina Alvarez. We are your hosts of Fem Regard Podcast, and we are bringing you guys the most exciting industry professional guests to teach you all the stuff you want to know about filmmaking. Yes. And today is a very special episode because not only are we recording, but we are filming it live here at the Network Studios in Culver City with our fabulous guest, who we'll get to in just a sec. But we are here to talk today about film gear, especially. And, you know, as producers, things that just go over our heads, like what's the best camera to practice filmmaking on? And should we even buy a camera? And which one? What essentially should be in our filmmaker's toolbox that is worth investing in? Because let's face it, gear doesn't tend to be cheap. No. And if you are just listening to the audio right now, we want to remind you that on our YouTube channel, which is FemRegard Productions, you can actually watch this whole episode. Mm -hmm. So we have a few of those every now and then. Every episode audio is on there, but the special ones are video. And if you want to see the gear demonstration that we're going to do at the end of the episode today, become a Patreon at patreon.com slash femregard. And for as little as $5 a month, you can get exclusive access to special content like today's gear demonstration. Oh, yeah. And so to introduce our guest, her name is Nikki Sun. She's a filmmaker. She's a host. She's the founder of Nikki Sun Media, which is an amazing accessible website dedicated to filmmaking and gear tips. So you can also check that out on the gram at Tech Nikki Speaking. It's fabulous. There's so much good stuff on there. And she is also the host of a live show live with Nikki Sun for the NAB show, which is also one of the biggest events hosted for um, you can get see live cutting edge training and just get the general what's the latest and greatest on the new technology. So guys, she is with it. She's in the know. And we're going to welcome Miss Nikki Sun. Welcome. Oh Thank you so much. <laughs> what a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. It just feels so great to finally, this is my first in-person interview since the panorama yeah so, uh, welcome back yeah. to semi-normal life i know you're having me on this set. is ours too yeah 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 this is our first live we've been trying but it's just been so, so crazy hard. and so hard i mean i actually got covid and i'm vaccinated so oh, no. like craziness oh. but living off those antibodies right now <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, help yourself to some tea, girl. I know, thank you for getting this. tea. Absolutely. Oh, let's cheers. cheers it. I know, cheers. Cheers to making it to live discussion. Yes. This is so special. I have to say, I'm so appreciative that you bring tea. Most sets on filmmaking sets always have coffee, but tea always tends to be a special order, and I always feel like an inconvenience, so that's why I always bring my own. So I'm very <laughs> grateful that you have brought tea for us today. Absolutely. So we can spill the tea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's what yes. we love for spelling the tea and soothing the voice, of course. Yes, exactly. It's great for yes, the voice. Keeps it hydrated. Uh, we were we haven't done this in a minute too, <laughs> not having been in the studio. So it's fun mm -hmm. to to bring it back to spill the tea on production and have this live conversation with you. So as always, we love to start learning about where you came from, like what even branched your your interest and then led you to being. I would say an expert, you know what you're doing, <laughs> knowing what you're doing and like the expert in the film gear and tech world, because that stuff just. Yeah, I mean, anybody's an expert to me, but like, you're a real expert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, first of all, you're so kind. And I, I think what it is, is I don't consider myself an expert in anything. I just am naturally curious. I always love to learn and I mm. love and appreciate learning from the people who know more than me. Mm. I'm not afraid to say, I don't know that. Can you explain that? I think a lot of people sometimes get a little shy about asking for things that they don't know or don't understand. And especially, I'm going to say just as a woman, when we say stuff like that, they like, oh, it's expected because why would you know that? But mm -hmm. I think in this field in tech, you almost have to work 10 times harder to know your stuff because being underestimated, though, is I'd rather be underestimated than overrated. Um, so I, like I think <laughs> really what started my journey was, um, you know, I've always wanted to be able to tell stories. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what gear you have. I know gear is like fancy, fancy. But if you have a story <laughs> to tell, you'll find a way to tell it in the most authentic way as possible. Mm -hmm. So growing up, um, you know, I, I was able to do so many different things. I was very more into sports, huge tomboy. I always What's liked, your favorite sport? Oh my gosh. So tennis. I love tennis. Mm, cute, I, I love, love watching basketball. Mm -hmm. And I actually played tackle football with the boys in junior high. Nice. Uh, so yes. I just come from a very like <laughs> boy background. Like yeah. the, the whole presentation part didn't really hit me until college when I met like one of my, I call her my sister. She was my RA. And one day I went out in a dress <laughs> and she was like, can I? She was so gentle about this too. But she was like, can I do your makeup? You know, can I like help you? And, you know, I am so grateful to her because I really wanted to do journalism hosting, but, you know, things were not matching. So <laughs> I have to say, like, I, I'm very thankful for the amazing, incredible women in my life. Mm. I'm all about empowered women empowering other women. I think society pits women against each other so much already. So I really want to embrace and celebrate all that is in divine femininity. Yes. And um, just growing up, always thinking it was so weak to be a woman. I always, I think that's why I was like such a boy. It's like I, I hated uh, being a woman. I, I remember asking, like my teacher asked, like, can I get some volunteers to help carry books to the next room? And I raised my hand. He literally looked at me and said, boys. And I was like. <laughs> These are books. <laughs> like, do you think I'm super weak? Like, I'm offering. Isn't that more of like a volunteer consideration mm, thing? Yeah. And I think I did everything I could to be such a dude. And to the point where I was losing myself of like, why am I pretending to be someone or something that I'm not? 
And so authenticity has been so important. And anytime I get a chance to like speak to a different audience, especially young girls or young folks like looking to get into this industry, like authenticity and storytelling is like huge in your toolkit. That's something you can't buy. So that's something that you have to work on 100% first. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started a nonprofit. Um, my, my dad was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. And at that time, I had no idea how to help, what, what to do, you know, finding a match. It was very ethnic specific. And I'm like, I don't even know the first thing. And so I started volunteering with the Asian American Donor Program in the Bay Area where I'm from. And I realized, you know, how do I showcase that this is something that needs to be done? And I had a camera not like crazy fancy or anything uh we didn't have like those phones back then so yeah there was a camera a point and shoot and i had quest crew which were, were the winners of abdc dance crew they're like an asian american group mm-hmm. and i just you know gave them swab kits to just show how easy it is to save a life like all you got to do is like swab your cheek cells get on the registry and you can help save a life with someone looking for a bone marrow transplant and i think that really just sparked my journey of okay, how can I tell stories, but also make it entertaining and fun and informational. So I kind of branded my own kind of category, like uh, infotainment, where it's informational, but it's also entertaining. Yeah, I didn't want to be news and report on sad Mm -hmm. stuff all the time. But I also didn't want to be TMZ and gossip. Mm -hmm. So I think I had to pave my own way and create my own channel. So the first channel I created was Nikki Sun, just under my name, I was interviewing a lot of up and coming Asian American aspiring artists, uh, indie artists, people who weren't getting their voices heard on mainstream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I'm doing this, I'm realizing I have to play with all the gear myself as a one woman band. You know, sometimes you don't have the capacity to hire so many people. Right. And I want to make sure I can pay fairly, you know, so I you have to learn a lot of things on your own in the beginning. And I was like, yeah. I know a lot in this creator generation, there's so many people who want to do that too. Mm-hmm. And if I can just help, you know, just impart some kind of knowledge or some familiarity or make it sure that they don't feel like it's a dumb question. Yeah. Like trust. This is what I'm here <laughs> for. There's so many males on YouTube telling you how to do things and it's great, but I think I just want to add perspective. Yeah. Like a different perspective of why you would utilize this gear. You know, the whole specific terminology or the specs are not as important. I mean, they are cool for like the nerd in me, but you know, someone who's watching who doesn't have any information or knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to empower. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I want to empower that community yeah. and that audience and make yeah. it feel like a awesome, fun, and engaging, safe space. At, you know, drop a question in my Instagrams, mm-hmm. you know, to make it feel accessible. And so, yeah. like, it's kind of like my overall, like, arcing of my soul of why I do what I do. But I, I think that, in a nutshell, has really helped me go transition to really help empower other creators to create content to help them share their authentic story and their authentic selves because like that gives me so much like happiness yeah. <laughs> knowing that people are creating and they feel confident and yeah. that especially young women um can see themselves doing it mm-hmm. and so i'm just very grateful to share space with you both today it's so fabulous that you have a podcast on filmmaking <laughs> and led by two badass women so i'm just i'm just really excited to like share energy and space with you both today yeah and i love that you like the whole motivation behind what you're doing because that's exactly what we're all about you know is just empowering women and really sharing the female voice you know and the whole reason if 
listeners too, if you don't know enough about us yet. Um, the reason we came up with the name Femme Regard for our company was talking about the female perspective, you know, the female lens on mm -hmm. things, because so many times there's stories about women that are told by men and that's okay. Like, you know, men can tell women's stories, women can tell men's stories, but you have to make sure you're really telling it through that female eye, mm -hmm. you know, and that's not really done enough. So we just want to be able to really maximize that voice and get it out there. And especially the women that do want to tell their stories that aren't getting those chances, because, you know, let's be real. Sometimes it is hard as a woman in this industry to get noticed and to get hired. Oh, totally. And I, I love that you say that because um, I always have to clarify that I'm not anti-men. Right. I am not anti-anything, you know, so it's really what I want to express and share every time I talk to a very white male dominated industry that what I ultimately want to do is just add a perspective, right? Mm -hmm. You hire a director for their eye. So if you're mm -hmm. saying that the past directors have been X amount or this certain type of person, we're getting storytelling from one specific lens. And just like cameras, when you widen the lens, you know, it makes room for more people to tell their beautiful, diverse stories and one that is more reflective of the actual world that we live in. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying like, oh, hire me instead of you. But what if, you know, a woman can actually be, you know, consulted to tell a story because this movie or this film or this narrative has to do very strongly with like a woman. You mm -hmm. know, I was looking at Reese Witherspoon, Witherspoon when um, she launched um, Hello Sunshine. Yeah. I said that trademark. So I'm like, oh, somebody took my <laughs> Hello Sunshine <laughs> meaning production. But I'm like, this is amazing. And she was saying in her acceptance speech, I think it was for Elle magazines, like, She's like, it was always weird seeing movies and like the woman is featured saying like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And she's so right in a way where it's like, women would never ask that question. We would know the answers. Like, you know, they're always telling that women are like overthinkers and stuff. Like we would never be the type to be in a movie. Like, oh my gosh, what would I do? Dazzle in distress. Like right. we would know how to do it X, A to three. A through Z and like give you so many solutions and also do it in an empathetic way where everybody feels included and like <laughs> empowered and hyped yep. up. So why would we ever be in a trope of a movie saying, what would I do? I don't know what to do. So That I, is so funny yeah. and so true. Like, <laughs> so accurate. <laughs> absolutely hit the nail on the head. Yeah, so I just like, yeah, that's, she's so right. I've been like, you know, so it's like, it's it's understanding that everybody has different perspective, but also like, you know, what can we do? And I think women now are feeling so empowered to create their own podcasts, to mm -hmm. create their own films, to create their own narratives, um, to submit to Sundance. Like it's not really a um, ladder straight of where you're doing. I feel like with media being so accessible now and everybody could just pick up a phone as, a, as their first camera. Right. I mean, everybody has a story to tell. So it's never really about what gear you do or do not have. It's really like what story do I have and everybody has a story and that's the cool thing yes. like everybody has a story like mm -hmm. no one is you like your story is uniquely yours so feel empowered by that if you are feeling like I want to start but I don't know where to start like right. start within like start you have a story to tell how am I best going to connect with other people who can carry my vision to light and, yeah. and really that can kind of come through over imposter syndrome that I feel like a lot of people feel it's like yes be confident know you are enough and know that everybody has a unique story and no one will ever be you
Yeah, that's so inspiring. And that's that's something else we talk on talk about on the show a lot is, you know, and I think sometimes people get a little maybe confused and think, oh, well, that means I have to tell my story, like like my life story. And that's that's not the case. It could be, you know, but it just means that whatever story you have inside you, there's a reason that it's yours. It's your perspective. Nobody else your has your. Yeah, it's your fuel, your fire for yeah. what you want to do and how like, I love that you said it's your way to connect with others, mm-hmm. like even, you know, connecting for jobs or, or getting to mm-hmm. networking. That's how no your story because that is something you can lead with in conversation you don't have to share everything but it's like it makes i love that you said it kind of fights that imposter syndrome so it's not something you should necessarily brave to have to like share all the time i know like it can be hard and when you're right we've always talked about being like authentic and write your story and i do Mm. think that's where your your sometimes your juice your bread and butter can really come from if you really um share that with others but it's just just remind yourself it could just be that reminder to you to why you're doing what you're doing and keeping you moving forward in an industry that is hard you know (laughs) like at the end of the day you can feel burnout real quick Mm -hmm. and so but if you know your story you know why you're doing it it just keeps you going and finding solutions um to like getting overwhelmed by film equipment or Mm -hmm. pre-production or whatever so that's why i like Thank you for sharing your your story and about your dad. And it's so it's so inspiring and original, like you know, like <laughs> it's so authentic to you. Like you yeah. immediately when you shared that, I'm like, I get this girl. I I, mm-hmm. I love her voice and her passion behind it, and that's like what makes you stand out so much. I think. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but even like we were talking about story, where right? everybody's like, "What if they don't want me to share it?" I'm like, "No, share it. Like, mm-hmm. share it. Like, okay, let's say for instance, we we pour tea. Everybody knows how to pour tea, but how do you pour tea? It might be different, but yeah. you know, you, you just don't know until you observe and watch other people. Mm-hmm. So don't limit yourself and your limitations, saying like, "Well, it's been done before, so why would I be different or unique?" And like YouTube is so saturated. Like, what if I start a channel and it's like there's so many of them like them? But again. Like you have a different perspective, you have yeah. a different story to tell. So just put it out there, and you know the people who are cheering you on are the people you want around in your life, anyways. And if you're always open to take constructive criticism and grow from it, and always yeah. learn, like you'll be totally fine. So <laughs> I just like if you want to start something on like underwater basket weaving, do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if there's like two channels, great, be the best at that. You yeah. know, like mm. just hone your craft to be the best at it, but do something you're passionate about. Because again, to avoid burnout. And I think the reason why I've been able to avoid burnout all these years is I've never really just taken one platform and like, okay, I want to be a YouTube star. I want to do this. I want to do that. I've always like blurred the lines between traditional and non-traditional forms of media mm-hmm. or like professional corporate work and also my YouTube channel. So it allows me to figure out how to, as a producer, um, also get all these parties involved, make sure everybody gets along and that everybody's mutually benefiting at Mm -hmm. the same time because if one person's always taking and not giving you know that relationship's gonna go south so yeah (laughs) it's like everything like how does everything as a whole affect each other is what i what i look for and i don't need to hold myself to a regimen of like okay every tuesday thursday i have to post like these things if i don't i feel like i'm irrelevant or like i can't keep up that that's what causes burnout yeah so you have to really enjoy what you're doing and mm-hmm. create a schedule that is realistic for yourself and give yourself so much grace in the process when you're figuring it out. Don't give up. 
if I gave up, like, when I first started hosting, I would not be here right now. Yeah. I swear, I did my first story at my college student television station on, like, the Segundo Fair. Mm -hmm. And it was my first time ever doing a story. <laughs> I looked at that tape and immediately was like, oh, my gosh, I froze. I didn't know what to do. I was so nervous. And I, I was like, okay, I quit. I can't do this. And then I was like, I'm not a quitter, though. <laughs> <laughs> so when my friend was a break dancer and there was this break dancing competition at UC Davis, my alma mater, I was like, let me try this again because I'm passionate about it. I know a friend in it. Let me just try telling, you know, it from my authentic lens of why I'm covering this as an entertainment host, mm -hmm. why this is cool. Yeah. And because I was so passionate about it and because I just naturally love it, it comes off in how I present it, too. It's not yeah. like let me memorize this script. I'm like, no, you can't, don't need to memorize the things that you're passionate about. And so when I did mm -hmm. that, I had a female videographer. She was filming me and it was her actually that Bria Little uh, that said, hey, you know, you're really good. And all it took was one person to say, hey, that was really good. And this is my second time. And then I was watching it back and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But it's crazy because if I didn't do that, I don't think I be confident to be in front of a camera yeah. because I really like gave myself such a hard time criticizing my first one. I'm like, <laughs> give yourself grace. grace. It's yeah. not going to be perfect the first time. You might not even have the best camera in the world or whatever, but people have started on webcams. People have started on like $200 like camcorder. That's how Always Sunny in Philadelphia started. $200 camcorder, <laughs> pitch pilot, right? So it's never about what you have or don't have, but use what you got which is like your story and how you share it and always working to improve yourself so yeah like if you're if you're feeling a little strapped or like stuck like just know that you're enough already yeah you know? i love that yeah i mean honestly i'm so surprised like when i talk to people about our podcast i will get as far as yeah i host a podcast <laughs> wait you do that's so cool and in my mind, I'm thinking like everybody has a podcast now, right? Yeah. Like people shouldn't be that excited before they even know what it's about. But like yeah. just the fact that like I have a podcast, they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Wait, what it's about? And I'm like, well, independent filmmaking, even that just extra step. They're like, really? That Are you a filmmaker? Like it's mm -hmm. so many of these things that to me are so like everybody does it, but people are still excited about it. Yeah. So like sometimes sometimes that validation does help remind you, yeah. <laughs> even though you shouldn't rely. It. But... And sharing it is so huge. Yes, I think also people might get stuck in like, oh, if I share this, it sounds like I'm bragging. I'm like, yeah. women already don't brag enough. Women, yeah. you need to brag more. Um, you know, it's like, <laughs> spill that tea. we need that. Because <laughs> yeah. like, it's not like we're making a world of worse place. You know, there's people no. who are getting way more social media following on things that they're doing that are actually harmful so i'm like let's let's have a better conversation let's have more positivity out there and let's share because at the end of the day if i know that you're doing something i naturally want to help i naturally yeah. want to connect it's it's share your story because i like i had no idea you had a podcast right and now we reached out and now we're connected and mm -hmm. now when i think about things in my life of oh you need you know two podcast hosts or you want to get on a podcast like now there's a connection so it's, it's definitely who you know as well, but it's also taking it upon yourself, the initiative <clears throat> to really want to help other people. And I think there's so many more people who want to help you rather than like not help you. Yeah. So just know that people are supporting you. I wish I knew that earlier. It's like, I wish I knew that people are cheering you on and rooting for you and supporting you just because they haven't seen it yet. doesn't mean it can't be done. Sometimes you need to prove it to them over time and time again because they don't see it. They don't see like an <laughs> right. Asian host. They don't see like a woman like operating cameras. It hasn't, they don't see it. But 
I'm here to exist along with all the other amazing female filmmakers that let's put ourselves out there. Let's take photos, like do videos. Like the more that's out there, it creates a dialogue and it opens more doors for everybody, not just you, yes. for yes. everybody, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with sharing and being excited about what you're doing. And I, I also fall into that trap where, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm just going to be talking too much about <laughs> like what I love doing. And even though it consumes my entire day to day life. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes I sit at those tables and I'm like, I don't really want to talk <laughs> about like what I'm doing. It's just like mm -hmm. a lot. But no, there's just nothing wrong with that. So I love that you ladies bring that up. Because that, again, there's it's not bragging when you're just sharing what you're excited about and what you're passionate about. And to your point, yes, like that's how you make those connections. And yeah. I love that. Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. So, filming film gear <laughs> i love that we started with that it's really about having an authentic story mm -hmm. that's like where it starts and that it like all the other stuff doesn't really matter so which hello like we're filmmakers and we don't have a camera other See, than but you're yeah. making it My work right exactly. did you need to buy this no but did you have connections that allow you to have this yes exactly Facts. and i will say like <laughs> A lot of DPs, if they have a specific camera they want to use and they want to buy it, they want to rent it out, that's great. You can buy that $40,000 camera. You can buy that and, you know, figure out how to make that rental work for you so you have long-term investment. But if you're also other DPs that, let's say this movie wants to specifically work with a specific camera, are you going to buy the camera every time? Like, no, you can rent it. You can borrow it. Um, a lot of people do rent their cameras because I don't need a $100,000 camera just sitting in my apartment, <laughs> right. you know. So for me, I'm looking more at what can I use every day, something to just um, utilize to bring around when I want to do travel documentaries, when I want to do interviews. I'm not going to be bringing around these massive things. And so sometimes I get a lot of young beginning filmmakers, they feel like the bigger is better, the more expensive is better. I'm like, no, yep. it's really not. Because if you buy this really expensive camera, and you only use it once. Like, okay, rather like rent it or like start building your network of finding DPs that will actually teach you or have the patience to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because you might be invested in one camera system, but this specific film set wants you to film on another one. So you have to be a little adaptable and flexible. But I think ultimately just practicing on your own, creating your content is so much more um, empowering. And then, yeah, there's plenty of workshops that you can do if you want to work with specific cameras. But for me, it's like, um, don't worry about the camera that you have. I mean, ultimately, a lot of us have a phone, mm -hmm. and uh, that is what I am filming on. And it's actually the first film that I got sponsored on by Samsung. Nice. And, oh, you know, snap. they basically paid me and reached out to tell the story utilizing their phone to prove that you don't need all this gear to really tell, like, a story. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that 
coupled with what I already do is it's nice because I really want to show beginning content creators that don't feel paralyzed because you don't know what to buy but I'm here to also help you to you know let's see what you already have like do yeah. you really need this you know or maybe that's always the question do this instead <laughs> yeah. or just like get a couple of things to just amplify and you know maximize and create the best the most optimal situation for what you currently have and then as you grow and grow then you build so mm. i didn't get everything overnight you know right. so it's like i've been building and collecting so you didn't take out a hundred grand loan no i did not take a hundred thousand dollars out and like buy everything at once cool 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 you know and uh <laughs> i also realized that i love tech and gear so like if i started a tech and gear camera maybe if i build it up enough maybe these brands would just send me stuff and sponsor me which is what's happening so oh, it's, yeah so you know i'm like mm -hmm. other than food and technology i'm like i really don't spend money on other things like so i'm like well if i can get one category of things that i like to be in a way amplifying partnerships sponsors allowing me to give away gear to beginning content creator and work with these brands who don't know how to reach out to the specific audience that i have it's actually better long term um, just to have a nice partnership like hey you want to try this new camera you're my partner like i'm just going to send it to you 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 can loan this indefinitely or we could trade it out when the new one comes and like you know it's it's i'm creating content getting the word out in exchange to utilize new gear and most brands and most companies will find that like mutually beneficial it's like oh she's creating content so that gives me marketing materials that gives me a brand ambassador in a way and that also you know shares our brand with other content creators in an authentic way like i mm -hmm. actually use this stuff you know you can't pay me to say certain things like, <laughs> yeah i i do i i struggle with that in the beginning as instagram and social media has become a thing it's like we will pay you like five grand to pose with the skinny gummy bear and say that you you got skinny from it and i'm like i can't yeah. and like and while that's amazing like cool money for one photo that's inauthentic to me. So this is why I always circle back to like, you have to know who you are before you say yes, no to things, because what you say yes to work begets work. Mm -hmm. So I think I've done a long journey of a job where it's like, you don't get rich quick overnight, or you don't just get all these gigs, but it's the slow burn of like life being a, a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And you know, everything is leading to other things and yeah. if you give me the chance and the opportunity to show you what i'm capable of great that's one segment somebody else is watching that that's going to be another thing you know so you're really laying the foundation uh, but being very intentional of what you want to put in your foundation mm -hmm. so that's why it's easy for me to say no to things even though it's great money you know cool i want to take a photo but then i don't then i'm going to get more work like that and i'm like that's not what right. i'm about like I'm not about like the whole like let's look skinny you know like <laughs> body positivity you know so it's like you know or like if you were vegan and a slaughterhouse was like hey we'll pay you five thousand to like post this amazing bacon like that's inauthentic to you so mm, if you have exactly. followers who are following you because you have a vegan lifestyle and you take that i mean how does that come off so right. again you have to know yourself first and i think everything comes with it too like it, everything will always align if you really show your authentic self to stay accountable and yeah. and yeah. true to to your message I, we had a, 
our last podcast episode, guys, tune in <laughs> if you haven't, was all about that too. We had a really great chat with these ladies because it's true that, again, aligns with everything and it'll track, like you said, you don't want more just empty jobs like that. So mm-hmm. stay focused, stay um, working hard on building with intention. I love that you said that mm-hmm. to to the kind of gigs you want. You know, I think it's so hard sometimes to just be like oh but that's that's gonna pay me like you said x amount but it's like no 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 stay focused and and create the work you want Mm -hmm. so that's totally it sounds like it's accessible to just doing it like it's amazing you did it on (laughs) you started out on your iphone like that's just really inspiring too because we've shot some iphone content too and that's really what we've been using when we don't have a fabulous studio to to record it i'll do a little correction i am actually not an iphone user I'm a Samsung user, and I'm the green bubble that probably annoys everybody in all the group chats. But <laughs> so I just had to say that. Fair, fair. So yeah, just in case you ask me questions about iPhones, like I don't know. But I, I also like work on a Mac too. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. I like work on so many different techs. I, apparently, I like to just make it harder for myself. But um, <laughs> ultimately, it's yeah, utilize what you have. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, phones are like huge. Like that's isn't that crazy too that like like you said iPhone because I'm sure that was just automatic for you to Mm -hmm. say right like that's just like Mm -hmm. the default yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's like like when people say cameraman yeah so it's like again you like introduce other things of what what if what could be like Mm -hmm. this is new you know so I love that yeah what's a good camera then to if if you know let's say yes I'm in the market and Mm -hmm. I've girl I've watched those YouTube videos too with all the tech specs tons of dudes like explaining things (laughs) and I'm just like okay but will it shoot my like simple interview video or or can I even do a short film on this like I'm someone who would love the ability to do both like okay interview styled but also you know so it's small and easy to travel with but also have the the range and composition to shoot a short film maybe mm-hmm. like just to get practice yeah and i think that's the great thing i get asked this question all the time about what camera should i buy um what you really need to before you even like because it can be very overwhelming there's a lot of stuff out sure. there okay you have to ask yourself like what is it that you want to film so i love that you say like i love to do interviews so that's the reason why personally i went with the panasonic lumix series mm-hmm. it's like a pro like prosumer camera what i mean by that like consumers like the ones that you can find at costco right you can start off on the canon t3i all that stuff but uh prosumer is like the next level up where you're in between like someone, someone could just buy this as a hobby and you kind of want to take it to the next level without going broke mm-hmm. but it is an investment so um beyond asking yourself why you want a certain camera you have to ask yourself like what are you shooting on first yeah, because I did a lot of on-camera interviews as a one-woman band, I specifically needed a flip-out screen. And a lot of the cameras like Sony and Canon, like I think Canon had a flip-out screen, but they didn't have an audio input because they were photo first. Mm-hmm. And as an interview, you need yeah. audio. Right. So I was like, okay, Canon's out. Sony didn't have a flip-out screen. And I was like, okay, like I guess I could attach a monitor, but then, you know, camera monitors can range anywhere from 500 to fifteen hundred dollars on top of a camera to see yourself so i'm like i I always like compact you know portable um affordable too and just like i'm gonna use it all the time right um so i was looking at the lumix series like oh great it's uh the first the first camera i ever got was the gh2 and i just kind of fell in love with the rawness of the files 
And then when the GH4 came out, I believe it was the first 4K prosumer camera. So that was under $2,000 for the body, you know. So um, that That's might be huge. a yeah. lot to people. But if we're talking about cameras in the industry, I'm like, I, I'm not spending $100,000. Yep. And you also have to ask yourself, like, what ecosystem do you want? Because these cameras lenses uh they're all their own system so it's also like what lens what look do you want because mm -hmm. if there's a specific lens that you want that only works with a certain camera that's also something to consider too like the native lenses and stuff there are adapters but it does it could like affect like the focal length but you know um so the smart lenses that you can get with certain camera systems you know when the autofocus happens it just really depends on like what ecosystem you want to invest in because the lens will actually end up being more expensive over time than the camera body itself. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of times when you're buying camera kits, it comes with a kit lens, right? And so it's like, the, that's the basic. But sometimes if you already know what lens you want, um, you might save a little more or at least be more intentional by just buying the body by itself. Mm -hmm. So when you see online that this is the camera body for a thousand, or a camera kit comes with a lens and it's like, I don't know, like 2000, you have to ask yourself, like, do you want that lens too? Because if not, maybe just buy the camera body and then buy the specific lens for that ecosystem and buy, buy that. So it's like the kit lens is great when you want to start out, but right. you want a specific look. Like I specifically like shooting with prime lens too. Um, what that means is that there's no zooming ability, mm -hmm. but I can control the depth of field. So mm -hmm. the nice soft bokeh in the background, like that is something I can control on a mm. prime lens versus a zoom lens. And zoom lenses are nice, for instance, if you're shooting a wedding or something where you're on the go and you don't want to keep switching out the lens, it gives you that focal length to be like wide shot or zooming in and having like constant autofocus. So you know, lens and what you want to work with, what events you shoot with, what types you're mm -hmm. shooting with are so important when you're thinking about what camera to buy because of those reasons. And, you know, depending on what that is, you can rack up a huge bill or yeah. <laughs> you don't. And then for, for audio, like, um, I have specific ones that most cameras nowadays do have a 3.5 millimeter like audio jack that comes in like same size as your headphone jack but one's audio specifically one's for headphones mm -hmm. you want to be able to possibly monitor the audio so um, having headphones with the mic is important too and some cameras like long time ago only have one or the other and i like well i want to monitor the audio yeah so yeah. let me do that and then there's just so many things now i work with uh, ceremonic um, they're amazing. They have these wireless transmitters and receivers now. So you can w wear these lavalier microphones that are wireless and oh, then snap. like plug it directly into your DSLR, your mirrorless, mm -hmm. and you don't have to sync it in post anymore. It'll capture audio with the video at the same time. And that's really nice. That audio that's will probably huge. run you about $200. Mm -hmm. So it just really depends on what it is. So as an interviewer, like tripod, um, you know, a camera that flips out, having audio and headphone inputs to at least uh, like understand the audio that I'm not peaking and mm -hmm. not blowing out the audio. Nothing's worse than doing a whole interview and realizing the audio was not working. So that's why I always recommend two sources of audio too. So you have like audio from the camera and then maybe another onboard audio as well. But like I brought so much gear <laughs> that I, I'd be happy to show you. Like I know that's in another segment of yours, but 
Um, I yeah. brought so many gear, not only for mobile users, because mm -hmm. I feel like if you're starting out, I have gear for uh, users who are starting out just on their phone. Mm -hmm. And there are some amazing items that you can get to just really optimize the lighting or the audio with your phone. And so you don't have to buy another camera. Yeah. Truth is, your iPhone, your whatever you have as a phone is the phone you're going to be using anyway. So you might as well optimize what you're always going to bring with you and have on mm -hmm. you. Exactly. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm, I'm traveling today. Do I really want to bring a lens and a gear and all this stuff? It, so it's like maximize what you already have. Mm -hmm. um, so I have tools for that that I brought. Love. And then I also brought like if you're interested in starting to look into the short film stuff, but also utilize it as interviewing stuff, yeah. the camera that I use. Um and also we can talk about other cameras, but it's like, I, I just love playing with cameras yeah. and every, everything just like, you know, us, like we all have <laughs> different stories. We all have different things that we're good at. And so it just really depends on what you want the output or the outcome, the final mm -hmm. product to look like, be like, because that will dictate kind of what gear you get as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just so crazy. Like I remember when I first like moved over to the filmmaking side and like had no idea about anything and even i thought that every lens zoomed i thought that that was just something that every <laughs> camera or lens could do and then like learning that like no that's not something every lens can do you don't even want it sometimes like mm -hmm. just I, it's so many things that i had yeah. no idea and like i'm learning so much more now at least about like what the capabilities are probably more so than like the actual technical like this camera is good for this yeah. but just what you can do in general like it blows my mind <laughs> yeah and that's what it is it's like i am i'm not an expert but at the same time i'm so willing to share because i believe that you know technology and filmmaking and just anything should be accessible um to everybody mm -hmm. and so it's like how do i make filmmaking and tech accessible and inclusive because you know i i've gone to many conventions where excuse me like i'm one of the few females and mm -hmm. i know there's more but maybe it's perhaps they haven't felt included or reached mm -hmm. out to yeah. in the past it doesn't mean we don't exist so yep. it's like doing the work to create podcasts um that you're seeking out people who are doing this and creating a channel that you're seeking out specifically people in this field to introduce an audience to voices that haven't been heard and i think you know, just who I am as a person, like never seeing myself represented on mainstream as an Asian American woman, mm -hmm. like beyond like a news anchor. Like I want to, I'm like, I, I entertain, like, you know, like, <laughs> do I have to be just a anchor? Like, is that my only role available mm -hmm. to me? But if people don't see it, sometimes it's hard for them to envision it for themselves. Totally. And so that's the great thing about starting your own thing and your podcast and videos. Like if I can just make an impact of someone just hearing or seeing yeah. that, Seeing is believing. So, you know, I, I always bring this up because Valentina V is an amazing director, DP, DPs for The Rock. And like, you know, she does so many amazing things. Also a resident lighting uh, pro at Adobe and also Aperture. But she, you know, has always said this thing. It's like when women see us, they are inspired to do it too. Mm -hmm. And that is the whole essence of why I continue to keep my channel going. Even if I have like, not many subscribers or followers like if one person says like seeing you do this and showcasing that other people do it too inspires me to even get into the field like that makes my day like i've yes. done my job you know Abs it's not I, money absolutely. it's like i've done my job that's that's exactly how we view it because you can 
feel like it's a numbers game mm -hmm. and it's like no like we don't we don't care yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's about the message and that's exactly what i saw immediately when i viewed your page and your channel i'm like this is so badass you don't get to see <laughs> this and i i completely agree like it makes me feel like not alone in this world mm -hmm. and and like want me to want to educate myself more and know that i could go to a convention and not feel like an idiot yeah it's like heels. like let me go come <laughs> with us like get sneakers but like, <laughs> like walking a football stadium but yeah it's like i really want to do it so i'm actually really really excited to be the host of nab show because that was a partnership that i kind of started with them like since 2018 uh -huh. um so it's just congrats thank yeah. you it's just been a full circle moment because my dad took me to my first one uh like I read 10 years that. ago that and was i was so like sweet. oh my god like it's crazy how it's like it's not only you know i'm at nab but it's like i have a show with my name in it and i, I just it has, it has, i haven't fully like uh processed it yeah but what i do know is what keeps me going is like every week i get to choose the guests on my show and because of that and who i am i'm very intentional of bringing on more women mm -hmm. and filmmakers of color specifically to again widen the perspective and that when you go to these convention shows it should be tech and filmmaking and conversations and partnerships that involve a wide array of diversity and inclusion it's even folks that you know might have a, a disability mm -hmm. um that's another group too that is you know needs more attention oh, yeah. and awareness because yeah. it's like yeah like how can we make things accessible for like a broader community because if you if you are a company designing products like that for a full range you're gonna be successful like designing things with inclusion and diversity and accessibility in mind you're gonna have a much easier time just getting the positive pr natural pr for your brand and company and products anyway so yeah i, I think that's again it's authenticity right yes. <laughs> totally it all goes back to that it always goes back to that those are like yeah you can do this but like it really comes down to this yeah well seeing is believing i think let's get into some demos sure yeah, yeah. cool thanks for listening to femregard podcast if you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.